0: Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightwork here, and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I have the best job in the world. You know, sometimes I just have to kind of like pinch myself as to every um, person that I meet that I just feel I have a deep resonance with that I, I've never met before. And it will be that 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 way they say it, or it will be something, the content of what they say, and I can just literally feel. The, the, the peace and the active peace activism oozing from their their very being and this is how I came upon Karen salt in um, so far as a connection and I felt a really a strong connection with her I'd like to formally introduce her and I'm, and I'm actually going to go on and get to know Karen um, as we unfold the actual conversation which is always very exciting. Karen salt is an advanced holistic coach, YouTube blogger. YouTuber, blogger, and advocate for human rights, human peace, yay, yay, go human peace and human race, unity and connection. She holds a master's in psychology, counselling, and works individually with clients, creates informative videos and blogs, and also presents educational workshops and classes to others seeking self-awareness better relationships, addiction help, and ways to uncover hidden sabotage patterns. Additionally, she is the executive assistant slash guardian angel to JP Sears at Awaken with JP. So always good to know you've got a funny bone, Karen, because I certainly do. A retired Navy senior uh, chief veteran, Karen has had various life experiences, I can only imagine, that have created her unique style of coaching. She remains curious about the human experience and is extremely grateful for the wonderful life she shares in Southern California with her dog, Peiko. Oh, I can so Peiko must be very special. I, I know I can see Peiko everywhere, so I, I know he's special. <laughs> um, and you can learn more about Karen and her work at karensalt.com. Welcome, Karen.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Michelle. I'm super stoked to be here.
0: Isn't it awesome how I think it's like this like peace entities out there it's growing and it's like bringing all these people together that want to really participate in advocating peace in such a um, creative way i i I love the way you did your little video and that's what got me i mean okay I, i i i didn't even know much about you but i i just kind of felt curious myself and i went on to your um, little Facebook page and scrolled down oh, who is this woman? Like, I've got to, I've got to check her out. And I came upon this this uh, little video about you talking about, um, you know, the messages around, the deeper messages in comical kind of style too around peace. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed watching it because I feel like, you know, is really great in that we don't have to be so heavy. Uh, you know, we can take make light of situations as well, but also it can be used to bring truth to a situation where humor kind of in into it can help us to access the truth almost like um, it's accessible or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, um, well, I think humor is just naturally a part of, of who I am. And so um, when I started to, to do the blogging before I did the videos, it's really hard to get your personality out there and, 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 I mean you wouldn't believe how much of of the stuff that I put in my videos I actually cut out because I just let it fly. And um and but it is it's just this natural part of who I am and and I really think that especially with the tough topics and the, the topics that that I touch on which hate, love, peace, connection, you know, these these tougher kind of topics that I really am looking for the human connection. I think keeping it light um and allowing, you know, all of us to be able to contribute is really important. And keeping a really serious message, I think a lot of times, you lose the connection with people. So I think it's important to have a balance, but I think it's also important when I do the videos to be as natural as possible and to allow just me to come out. And I'm about as crazy as they get. So, you know, that's, that's just what I try to do. If I laugh at it and I think it's good and quirky, I leave it in. Awesome. And
0: yeah. yeah, I yeah. love that. I'm all for cray cray, baby. I love it.
1: Yeah. All about the cray cray. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's, it, it, it's what I mean. It makes it so accessible. People are thinking, oh, okay, you know, whoops, they're human. They're not trying to be like hoity toity spiritual people and, you know, on yeah. um, their spiritual high horse and totally out of reach and all that. No, no. They're bringing it down to the nuts and bolts of their everyday existence, you know, poking a little fun around things that we do we all do naturally don't mm-hmm. we i think there was mm-hmm. another video i watched where you were um yeah also um exploring the part of you that was the judgy part of you the part of you yeah. that kept you down and, and 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 it was really great to see that you know unfolding that sort of that conversation that we have that we can have with those aspects
1: yeah. of us and uh, yeah. yeah i think the biggest war we fight is between our ears and and I think we all do it. And and so what I try to do in my videos is that I try to take at least what I do, which I think I think we all do it. We just don't talk about it. And take those natural, like we all have a critical voice. We all judge ourselves. We all are really hard on ourselves. And take those things and make them more normal. So that, you know, Joe Smith's or or Tammy Smith sitting out in the middle of, of, of nowhere. She looks at it and says, oh, maybe I'm not as so crazy after all. Exactly. Because we're, we're all a little crazy. You know, yeah. I just believe that. And if we're not, we're in denial of all being a little crazy.
0: Exactly. And I think, you know, like um, it makes it sort of more um, relatable. People, And I think it actually gives people hope because, you know, when they see you as a human being with all your foibles and you're still um, an advocate for peace and you're still an mm-hmm. advocate Human race, and you're still an advocate for connection, and you're still an, you know, um, you know, got a, 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 a I, I believe probably a kick-ass, awesome relationship with your dog, you know, like mm-hmm. you've, 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 you've got all these things that they could relate to, um, and because they probably have a, a relationship with their dog, and they're like, oh yeah, well she does, and I do, and that's okay, and that's where we can express this love, too, that unconditional love. I, I was, um, I was doing a recording yesterday, and we actually had a dog. Bomb, which I loved. It was awesome. We had our first dog bomb and we're you know, in an enlightened mm-hmm. conversation and, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and the dog comes in and it was so fantastic because it was just smooch yeah. and love and it just brought so much attention to that beautiful yeah. space that dogs bring from their heart space. No conditions, just love mm-hmm. and it's so um, connected to our their hearts and they help us yeah. connect to our
1: hearts they do i think that that's the most important thing for me is that is that when i'm in the space with paco i i feel love and so that love is something that i feel and that means that i get to own the feeling of love when i'm with him and i you know and i feel like that with some humans too obviously with him it's just this pure joy no matter what i mean he could be doing whatever and it's just love and and you know, I don't, I've had other animals. Uh, he, I don't, he's just a special little guy. And, um, and I actually had, have to, to shut the door and leave him downstairs or every little noise he's going to be barking at. We will be bombed left and right. So, but he's just wonderful. You know, he's just, he's a wonderful little guy and, and he brings out a part of me that probably allows me to be more sensitive, vulnerable, whatever, that I don't, that sometimes maybe I shut that down out of fear with humans. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think they're really great, like, practice for op- opening our heart space. I
1: do, yeah. They're
0: you know? And I think that's awesome because we get to exercise our heart chakra muscle, you know, exercise it and, mm-hmm. and open it and open it and, and allow ourselves to experience what that feels like in a safe mm-hmm. place. I think that's yeah. pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I I don't have a dog at the moment. Um, I have had dogs all my life. Mm. Um, but I I I feel like my all my dogs that I've had they're all around me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I have this. I feel like they're not here in the physical, but yeah, yeah, they're here.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They stay in your heart. I mean, I think I think any animal that has has really touched your heart just stays in your heart, and so they're always with you. But when I started doing the videos, the first video I did um, was with JP. And he was here visiting and pretty much he ambushed me. He saw that I had some equipment and I hadn't been using it because I was afraid. And so he ambushed me and it was about getting out of your comfort zone. And he, so he sat down the camera and he says, here, we're gonna do this. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I sat down, he interviewed me for a video and in the middle of the video, Paco came running up the stairs and like came into the video and and then he left him and, and so he's been in every one of my videos he might be laying on the couch behind me or he might be physically like i use sometimes i use him with props which he sometimes loves but um he's he's in every video and some of it is because it gives me comfort it gives me comfort when i'm making them I I don't feel like I'm out there by myself. I don't know what it is, but definitely it's a connection that that I can't explain and I probably will never be able to, and that's okay. That's okay.
0: But how good is that? It's like, um, yeah, and giving people use their dogs i'm a big i'm a big believer that dogs should be allowed everywhere like when we were at my husband and i were over in paris and there were dogs everywhere like in cafes and wherever you were like there was dog I'm like this is how life should be like what are we doing and um so i'm a i'm a big believer that um yeah maybe that helps people stay in their heart space as they're going about their day as well um yeah. You know, um, in this in this wild and wacky world, it can be sometimes. But um, I, I think it's exciting that you've allowed. You know that you're acknowledging, like where you're. I, I'm a big believer, that like start where you can. So you know, if you've got um, a little bit of nerves around doing something like that, how, how cool is it to have your dog in there? Why, why not? Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: and just start where you are because that's a strength, and then it builds on itself. Something happens. I think when we t- tap into that energy of. Um, of, of, of what, we, what we're called to step up to. Something happens yeah. and to help bring more in to support us and also we get used to it and then we're, we're able to step up a little bit yeah. more into something more even more expansive, which is pretty exciting to be on that kind of ride, I think.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It's a little baby steps maybe, you know, into my own comfort zone of myself. And I don't know, you know, he, he's, I mean, I, I work out of my home and so he's with me all the time and wherever he's at in the house is entirely up to him now but it, typically when i'm doing when i'm doing something that's video like he's somewhere close and so he's just a part of the background or sometimes a part in it and uh yeah it helps a lot and i also um being prior military i have such a huge belief in the healing power of like service animals and and really just what dogs can do for us in general so yeah i think we agree that that dogs rule the world and we're just we're just here hanging on with them,
0: absolutely. I love the yeah. thing that j p. says it's like dog um reversed is God, so <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. yeah, Zephyr's a little cool guy too yeah.
0: Yeah. and I'll, I don't know if j p told you, but i have a I had a dog for twelve years that looked just like Zephyr. Oh, you so, did? yeah except it had taller, just taller legs, because it was across Jack Russell, so mm. it kind of looked like a dash out, but it was just a little bit taller, so I, yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's was interesting um, to see him around taller dogs, too. Uh, maybe that was a reflection of my, like, you know, um, embracing the part of me that needed to, to allow myself to be a bit taller, because, you know, in, in, in what I'm doing, you know, like, yeah. because as Aussies, th- that we have this um, tall poppy syndrome, where, you know, uh, we're afraid to to kind of uh, grow too high because we might be cut down and, and the fall is is harder when we fall. And I think for me, um, I, I think that shines a light on something for me, which is that in my life, uh, my light has wanted to shine, but I have actually uh, really put a little, I've put caps on my light um, and, and how tall I, I, I would grow. And I, I feel like, um, a, yeah, around the time of Puck's passing, which was um, in... 10 years ago now, um, I was um, really coming into allowing myself to, to really step into that. And mm-hmm. I think it's quite significant. It's, it's almost yeah. like I integrated that part of my aspect of myself and I was able to actually step into it more. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I think that dog, cool.
0: yeah, they're extensions of our bits and pieces too. Like Yeah.
1: Yeah, he allowed you to hear, he, he taught you a little bit maybe out of how to step taller and step into your greatness. I like that a lot. You know, I like a lot yeah
0: i 'm through Karen, so i 'm a bit excited about that revelation
1: yeah, I think that you know they say there's three greatest fears: the fear of success, the fear of failure, and the fear of intimacy with self, especially and um I think to do the job that you're doing, all three of them are probably playing a part at at, at any given time, but stepping into our success, I think is that's been a challenge for me too to to go 90% and then that last 10%, there's the, I don't know, there's that little bit of fear right there and really owning our greatness, I think is a challenge. I mean, I, you know, I, I say it a lot of my videos, you know, you have no idea how powerful you are and 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 what you can do to change the world. I just really believe that. And I, I believe one person has a lot of power to do that.
0: Yeah, and I feel like if we step into that unity consciousness that we are so passionate about, mm-hmm. then we don't see competition. We we don't see it. All we see is people who are actually on the, on the journey of, of creating this level of peace that we want and connectedness across mm-hmm. the planet. So I feel like it really transforms our vision too because I think that you can only allow yourself to be sliced down if you feel that there are people that are trying to compete with you. But if you think that they're, or jealous of you, um, because they they too may want that, but they're like, no, I'm going to make you like upset so that you, you know, diminish you kind of thing as a way of them to uh, take, take the focus off the pain that they're feeling. But mm-hmm. I think that when you see people who may be coming into I don't. I don't get that many people. That's the thing. It's like I think I don't. I'm not attracting that. And may may well. I maybe you don't have to face that yet. I don't know. But I'm not attracting that. But if I was to attract that, like if I was getting some um, direct hits to what I'm doing, you know, like put downs or something, um, I think that I would just see that as this. Is how I would immediately. This is where I would immediately go. I think you'll probably relate relate to this. Actually, in my head, I would immediately go to oh, is there a part of me that is um, in some level of um, limitation uh, to my capability of what I can do here um, and my connection to spirit to help me to do that? Because if that person is actually representing that, I need to deal with that right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think w- what I heard you say was that maybe some of the reason why you're not attracting that right now is because you're not projecting that. And yeah. I think that we attract whatever we're, we project. So if we're, if we're projecting a fear about moving, stepping into our greatness, we're going to attract, we're going to attract the limitations or not the limitations, but the, the people or experiences in our lives that are going to say, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. Or yeah, like if you, if you go too high, that fall is going to be horrible or whatever it is that it represents to them and stepping into your greatness, what that represents to family, friends, loved ones, competitors, whoever it represents um we can dim we can dim our own light to not threaten those people yeah and i think you know that that can serve a great purpose in a relationship and it can also dim your light and i think you know if we keep having to dim our lives our lights because of a relationship that we're in or or people that are around us or what it represents to them those people are probably people that we need to maybe step away from or be around less because of what it represents to them you know yeah. and that can be scary it can be yeah. super scary yeah
0: yeah no I've, I've experienced that myself with my own yeah. family um and i had to make some really tough calls and the reason is is because the amount of time the amount of energy and the and, and that sort of what i what i like to call consistency with my energy um mm-hmm. i don't do I haven't done that for, I don't know, probably a long time. I don't even remember the last time I was like this, you know? So for me, it's about being able to maintain my vibrational frequency. Um, And so I have had to make some really tough calls. If there's been someone in my life that I feel that I have communicated every single thing I could about myself and they're not getting me or you know, um, the impact of their behaviour on me that isn't quite sitting with well with me because perhaps they're not owning some stuff that's going on for them. And if I've worked at that and it's got to a point where there's just no, it just feels like the relationship's complete, you know, yeah. and that includes family. Um, and I've just gone, okay, uh, I, I, I need to make a guilt-free tough call here. Um, mm-hmm. this, this is what I've got to do is to step back from that and to respect that I need that level of energy consistently to do the job I'm here to do and to really mm-hmm. honour that. Um, And that's really, actually, that's been massive for me, Karen, since uh, predominantly 2013, when I stepped back from some certain people that I felt were not resonating with me in my family. Mm -hmm. And I've hey, what's family? Like, I believe I've chosen, like... I mean, even with you, like you're—you probably feel like you're a sister of JP. I imagine. Um, you know, I—I I felt like a, a sister of JP. You, you know, that—that that probably means that we're sisters on some level. Like, it feels like family because we're talking yeah. the same. Language.
1: Yeah, we have the same agenda. We do. We have the same same objective of of making the world, saving the world, one person at a time. Right. Mean, just trying to make the world a better place, and yeah, I mean anybody that's trying to do that is a sister of mine absolutely you know I'm and,
0: really curious about how you got into your like um the passion around peace activism and things like that that you're doing too, because I would love to hear a little bit of you unpacking your story uh if you don't mind because i'm I'm really curious and I really want to know
1: you know I don't know the answer to that i think I think for me um I get. I mean, I've always hated bullies and I've always been really, I struggle with conflict and, you know, just in my life, right? And so I think what's happened is that I've taken that kind of a global look and I've said, you know, I, I want peace because I want peace for me. I want to have a peaceful life and I want to feel love and I, want, I don't want to be discriminated against and I, and I have been. So kind of all the stuff that I speak about is because I've experienced it, right? And um, I spent 22 years in the U.S. Navy, right? And got out, um, went in right when I was 18. So I was just a baby and, and then got out when I was 40. And um, and really, I think what I loved about that was that I, I felt like what we did was we were trying to keep peace in the world. That That's what the mission of the Navy is, is to try to keep peace, keep the sea lanes open. And... Um, and so I think that I always felt really tied to that kind of, I don't know, global vision of, of wanting peace for everybody, you know. And, and so when I started, you know, I, I get passionate about things and then, um, and then I see things. And, and so what, what happens for me is I see discrimination and I get this feeling in my body that, you know, that, that fight or flight, reactive, this feels like ick. And so I go. I'm gonna. I want to speak out about that. Like, and so when I started to write and I started to to do the videos, I figured out that what I really wanted was connection, unity, peace, love, uh, freedom for everybody. You know, I just I want that. And. Um, it just seemed like every time I was writing about stuff, I was writing about the, you know, like I could feel the times when I didn't feel free and I could feel the times when I didn't have peace in my life and I didn't, and I felt discriminated against and I could feel all that. And, um, I just want to go in a different direction and, and try to be somebody who's an advocate towards the human connection. Because I, I just think that we try to set up these walls and barriers out of fear and and so that's kind of my agenda is and i guess it's my agenda is to write about and to do videos about you know you're not you don't really hate that person you're afraid of that person you misunderstand that person if you stepped into that person's shoes you would realize that they want love connection peace equality they want to be home with their family at night they want to be able to get from work To home without being shot at you know, they want the same things that you do and it just seems like some like It's a struggle to to keep getting that message out and it's an important message so I think it just fuels me and um, It seems to be something that I, I just keep having to do it because I feel like I want to be a voice of reason And I don't know if I'm a voice of reason, but I definitely want to be a voice of reason. You know, I want to try to understand both sides and to not get in too much judgment about both sides, right? I don't want to be far right or far left. I want want both sides to be represented and come together for peace. And I don't see why that's so difficult, but it sure seems to be difficult, you know? So I'm going to keep doing it. We'll see what happens. But yeah. It's something, it's definitely something that fuels me. So Yeah,
0: I could feel it. I was, it, was, it was just going right through me. Um, yeah. And um, I know it's extraordinarily hard to put it into words. Um, <laughs> it's like trying to be the voice of reason, but then it's like, why would it be any different? You know what I'm saying? It's like hard to explain <laughs> yeah. what the piece is. Um you know, why isn't there balance and integration with regards to these things? It's like kind of insane that it's not. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, yes, it's a job we have, um, insofar as advocacy for something that we believe in. Um, you know, to find the words and to find the to find to find the voice of reason. I think that's pretty much why I'm doing this show too. Like yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. how we find the words guys, let's find them together. Um, yeah. I feel like that that, you know, but what really translates, Karen, is the feeling behind those words. And it really moved me to tears. Like, I, I feel like people watching will get that, that, yeah. you know, when you actually allow yourself to plug into that kind of energy, that's what builds it. And okay. I feel like we attract solutions perhaps that fall into our laps that we haven't, haven't seen before. We attract people that we haven't seen before. We attract um, like um, movements as well. Like people that are like us doing what we're doing in their way. And, and it's like, you know, it kind of starts to build like a collective and it yeah. becomes bigger collectively than on our own. And I think that, that whole, you know, that whole, uh, goal that you you've got going on there for the connectedness i feel like that's key because when we get past our own kind of egos on what we think our limitations are all that kind of stuff to do any of any kind of work like this what we find is that the people that we attract build it and and support us as well i believe and i've experienced Mm -hmm. that as i've been going along because every single conversation i've had with people i just feel stronger like so much stronger like, I feel like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I feel so much stronger now. Like, I was strong before, but obviously, Karen, like, starting out your own freaking show, and it's like, you don't know? Like, what?
1: Yeah. And,
0: yeah, and it's yeah. just kind of done this, and I feel that's possible. Yeah.
1: People. Yeah, I think it's the universe will – the universe is supporting you, definitely, because of what you're doing. I mean, I think enlightened conversations, you know, that that by itself is – I mean, uh, you know, definitely a worthy cause. And, and what I love about the two words, enlighten conversation, so let's step above ourselves and let's talk, right? Let's talk because I think if we can communicate and talk, I think we find that's where, that's where the magic is. You know, when, when we can really sit down and try to feel somebody else's experience and, um, and get past what we thought it was you know, and really try to feel what it is. I just, I just really believe that that's, I think communication is the magic. You know, JP and I, we, that's one of the things that we, we always say, you know, the reason that, the reason that our relationship works so well is because we have extraordinary communication with each other. If something's wrong, we're on the phone together, you know, and we've just always been like that. And um, I just, if everybody could do that, man, it wouldn't, it, it would just, it'd be killer, but you know, it's getting past the the fears and the, you know, those walls that break down when I'm with Paco, they have to break down when I'm with another human being. Yes. You know, I know that I'm capable of doing that because I do it when I'm with him. I have to be able to do it in my relationships and that's when change happens,
0: Yes. you know? Yes, I agree, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for validating In Conversations, too. Um, I, I, I I think it started off as a TV show, but it's turned into this incredible movement. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, what? It's got, got kind of this life of its own. And, and yeah. I'm just getting kind of, I, I guess, used to the idea that it's a movement, not just not just a show that Spirit wanted me to put on once a week. <laughs> um yeah. And, you know, it's interesting how we talk about having those conversations with other people, like out there, out there, like not just in our safe little bubble that we've got going here, which is awesome, but just out there, out there. And, um, uh, you know, I I posted on Facebook, I think the post I posted on Facebook this morning was, um, let's, you know, stop the inner inner domestic violence uh, conversations that we're having so that we can create inner peace so that will lead to world peace, something like that. I can't remember it word for word, but you know, the way we speak to each other, um, to ourselves, I think is, is, is extraordinarily important and, uh, and shining the light on that. It helps us to see how inappropriate that is when we're being critical of ourselves. And so that, that we stop, it actually stops us doing that of other people. Once we've actually stopped doing that for ourselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think, and I saw your post this morning. I I gave you a thumbs up. Um, I think, um, oh yeah, 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 I agree with it. We, my personal belief is I cannot be any crueler to you than I am to myself. That as cruel as I am to myself, I will project that onto the world. And so inner peace, it has to start with, I think when I did, I think I did a video called Be the Change, and I said, and when I put it up on Facebook, I said, if you want peace, be peaceful. If you want love, Be loving, you know, you have to be whatever it is that you want in the world. So if you want peace, you have to be peaceful. And I get that we're not always peaceful. Totally got that. Like we have, like we're humans having a human experience, right? And so there are going to be times when we're frustrated, angry, upset, rushed, critical, controlling, all those things. If we can look at those and go, okay, what was that all about, right? Why was I being that way? Because if I can get to my story under that story, that's when I can start to be more peaceful. That's when I can say, okay, the reason that I was being so controlling is because I was afraid and I was afraid of this. So let's look at that fear because then if I can really look at that fear, then I can trans transmute all of that crud that I'm doing into something that is healing towards me. And you know, we all deal with frustrations. I mean, there is a lot of stuff going on in the world and, and taking a deep breath and saying, okay, all right, do I want to be a part of the problem or do I want to be a part of the solution? And if I really want to be a part of the solution, then I have to work on me. I have to look at myself first and I have to be able to project what it is that I want the world to be. So, yeah, I mean, I loved your thing this morning. Domestic violence is an outward action on inner violence. I hate myself so much that I'm going to take it out on, my, on the person I love the most or the family I love the most. That is, a, that is an extreme hate of self. It is.
0: right. It's so just it. projected. And you know what? The thing I love most about understanding that, and people might think I'm absolutely nuts to say this, but I'm just going to say it. The thing I love about understanding that, that inner DV is happening and that's why it's being projected out mm-hmm. towards other people in DV is because it helps me love the abuser. Yeah. There's no other way I could find myself to love the abuser if I didn't actually really fully own that. Yeah. The fact that they're absolutely DVing mm-hmm. themselves and, and and they don't have that connection is yeah. extraordinarily sad. And it helps me to really drop into the heart, heart place.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: necessarily for the behaviour that, that, that they're doing to someone and condoning that, but mm-hmm. for their inner experience of where they've chosen to be on their journey right now. That must be extraordinarily, right. extraordinarily painful. And they're on their journey and they, they, they may have a long way to go to get to inner peace. And, and so dropping into the heart space of love for that person helps to, I think, helps to heal situations where you can stop hating. Hating on the, on the haters. <laughs> where does it mm. stop, man? You know, if you can't reel it back. Um, or- or You know, like in the metaphysical world, um, if we if we hate bullies and we want to beat up in the bully in our mind and we're sending through fireballs to the bullies, um, we're, we're actually doing exactly what they're doing to someone else. So it's like we're, we're the bully, we don't really even realise it and we're just going poom, 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 poom. And I think... It's it's really powerful to get this message, isn't it? I think that's you know what? It just came through this yeah, I just I gotta post this this morning at that 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 about the DV. Um but I feel like there's something here that we're uncovering
1: yeah. around. Yeah, I think anytime that we um if if I hate a certain group of people, I'm judging them, right? And and so I have to look at myself and go, okay what I, how do I judge myself? How do I, or, or am I, you know, I can judge something to be good or bad. It's still my judgment. Right. So I have to really look at when I'm, when I'm hating on something, is it because there's a part of me that hates whatever I see in them in me? Right. I think I did a, do you remember the Orlando massacre that happened um, at the nightclub earlier? I think it was in 2016. And I I wrote a blog about that, and the blog, that's when I really started to, like, go, and so that blog was Be a Connection Activist, right? And um, I felt very strongly about the guy that went and did that, he hated what he saw in himself, and he had to kill everybody around him. And I just really, I believe that. I believe that we try to kill off the whatever is projected back to us that we hate in ourselves. And you know that simplifies my my thoughts and my feelings about it but i just believe that if i love somebody what i love is is that i love what i see in myself in that person as well right same thing with hate same thing with fear same thing with all of them and and if i can start to take ownership of my own projections and my own perceptions oh my god right how we everybody has their own perception of life and give people the the levity to have their own perception and, yeah. and not make it mine and not say it's wrong because it's right for them.
0: Yeah. And you know? it's interesting that like, I think I saw a program sometime um, and it was about terrorism and it was about how, what terrorists look for to recruit. And mm-hmm. one of the things that they look for is um, people that actually have a sense of disconnection. They yeah. don't have a sense of belonging and they don't have a sense of that sort of um, you know uh, a feeling of a purpose either so it's like there's right. this yeah so there's this already there's the deficits there that that is like the breeding ground for growing that movement and it's yeah. kind of thing because i I kind of think to myself oh my god imagine if we hit saturation point with um educating this kind of thing that we're talking about to our generation and they're getting it and 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 the more they get it the more they get it the more when the less we're growing that we outgrow it and and it becomes it's not an epidemic the epidemic becomes the solution which is connection and so i'm interested in the things that we're doing I think are very powerful because and the way we're doing it sweetheart because we're reaching the younger generation through what we're doing we've embraced the technology we've embraced the humor we've embraced the the levity you know the we've embraced the not being staunch and ultra spiritual you know all that stuff Right. and so that's really accessible to the younger generation and that's going to be their new normal that's my feeling that's going to really
1: I agree with you. I mean, I think that there's a movement right now towards peace. And I think that there's a movement right now where, where people are speaking out for what they want, right? And, and I think that that's important. I mean, I think it's important to not sit back and just let life, life happen to you. I think if you sit back and just allow life to happen to you, you end up being old bitter resentment and, and wishing that you had done stuff different. And so there's a part of me right now that feels like there's this kind of breaking down point breaking down, you know, breaking down old beliefs, breaking down old patterns. So that, you know, my hope is that that's happening so that we can rebuild. Yes. So that we can, we can grow into something that's more and that represents, you know, more of, of peace, enlightenment, happiness, you know, connection. Um, things that, that to me um, are, uh, represent who I want to be. Um, I hope so. You know, I really do hope... I, you know, I think that there's, there's always going to be a balance, you know, and, and my hope is that, that there's the 80, 20 rule, the 80% of us are, are, are working on a better world, are working on more connection, are working on peace, are working on treating each other well. And then there's the 20% who might be living in fear and, and struggling and, you know, not wanting to let go of some of those old patterns and that's okay. You know, they'll come along, you know, it'll, it'll ebb and flow. But my hope is that is that a peaceful movement is is being generated and and an empower an empowering kind of, you know, let's take ownership of your life. Like like if you want to make a change in the world, step up and do it. You know, like speak out, do it. Like and that's that activist to me. That's, you know, I'm I don't want any kind of, you know. I I want activist movements. Like I want people to get out there and speak for what they want, not necessarily protest against what I don't want, but speak for what I do want, you know? And um, I did that video on Roar, Woman Roar, which was about the Women's March. And, um, you know, a lot of people didn't watch it because I think that they assumed that, I think they made assumptions about it, but really it was about the feminine traits and the qualities of Of the feminine traits and men have those too you know it's not just women that have feminine traits we have a balance and we can use it for good or we can use it for power or weakness or or whatever you know same thing with our masculinity if we can find a balance in the world it's just going to be i don't know i i my hope is that it's a happier place for everybody you know you
0: know and even like you know that 80 20 thing it's like if 80% of us and that's a really strong collective of energy um, and then you've got the 20% that are, are finding their way there but they're just like having to walk the dramas that we've walked in our life that we can't really judge them for because we've walked them, haven't we? Like, mm-hmm. mm. um, <laughs> um, yeah. But, but um, it, I think what it does for the 80% is it gives us an opportunity to really love big because I think it's easy to love when, things are really going well. Um, I think it's really easy to love and step into a heart space when someone comes across to you as a really accessible person and they're open and they're heart-centered and it's like, oh, you're so easy to love. I love you. But then Mm -hmm. when it's these other 20% that are actually struggling and perhaps behaving inappropriately, immoderately, chaotically, violently, whatever it is, it helps us to love big and go, you know what? Enlightenment is inevitable. They're on their journey. We had to walk Mm -hmm. through it ourselves. Let's cut them a break Yep. And and yeah. what we realize, like, I think too, is at that moment in time, it's not about them. It was about our capacity to love big. Bingo. Yeah. Hello. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Right. And, and what I heard you say was, you know, having compassion for whatever that person's going through because they, you know, whatever it is, we, we don't know where people are at in life. And, you know, I've had some pretty low times in my life and, and being judged in that moment probably would have felt pretty icky. I'm not sure if I was. It probably was, but you know, I mean, knowing that that people do things for a reason. And people are wherever they're at on their journey, they're just at. And I'm you know, and and I think being very careful of thinking that I'm better or worse than somebody else, I have to really, you know. Just because somebody might have a different perspective than me doesn't mean that I'm better or worse than them. It means that, the, that he or she has a different perspective than me. It's okay. It's like, okay. It's, it, that's what makes the world go round, right? Is all of us have our own you know, unique way that we experience life. And no one person is better or worse than anybody else. We're all out here collectively walking whatever journey feels the most appropriate for us. and. Yeah you know, I, I don't really know, like, for me, that's just something I have to keep reminding myself, even the guy that flips me off, cuts me off, yells at me, ignores me, whatever, to have compassion, and to, to try to send love and walk away is the, sometimes, probably the healthiest thing I can do.
0: Yeah, you know what, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I've, I've got two teenage daughters, once, mm. you know, we, we, in Australia, we have to actually sit in the car for like, with, with our kids for a hundred hours, not all at one time, obviously, but um, uh, for them to progress from their learners to their um, provisional license. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I'm really passionate about is, um, uh, as the girls are, obviously they've got the L plates on their car and, and doing that uh, can aggravate other cars because you know you're going slower or whatever, being careful, whatever. And sometimes it can be about that, but sometimes it can be about other stuff. And I say to them, you know what, never, ever, ever, presume that someone else's behaviour on the road is about you because you don't know what they've got going on. They could have a child in hospital. They could be having a a heart attack. They could be so many things can happen. So always assume that there's something not quite right there. Let them have their experience. Let them overtake you, slow down, pull over to the side if you need to. Give way and give space and give Passion. And I think that's like a, a little microcosm of how we can do life. Is that when yeah. people have stuff running, don't assume the worst. Assume the best. Assume the best for them. They've got something they're trying to act, actively do. They've, they've got to attend to something. Give them the space. Give them a wide berth. Mm-hmm. Because on some level, if you don't do that, if you make it about you, you create unnecessary disruption, right.
1: unnecessary
0: chaos that isn't actually going to help anyone or anything. So. Um, and I got this little thing that came through, Karen, about um, connection. And I feel like it's, I saw this scape come, come through just a minute ago as you were talking. Mm. And it's like in, in acceptance, when we have complete acceptance of another person, that's when we get the connection. That's yeah. when it's, it's, not condi- it's not conditional. we just a total acceptance of that person. Yeah,
1: wherever we're at. yeah total acceptance of, of people and of situations. And um, acceptance does not mean approval, right? doesn't mean I have to like it. It just means that it is. And I accept it. And, and if we can do that, you know, I don't have to approve or disapprove of you or your behavior or somebody else's behavior. I just have to accept it that this is the way it is and then allow my day to go on. And that can be difficult. Absolutely. You know, can it, nine times out of 10, it depends on what kind of space I'm in. If I'm in a rush and then I come across somebody else that's in a rush and you know, it, it, typically isn't gonna be as peaceful as, as I would normally want it to be. But I really try these days to put my heart and soul into promoting peace and getting out of the way of people who I don't know what they're, what's happening with them. Have you ever read um, The Four Agreements?
0: This sounds very um, familiar, but I haven't read it.
1: Well, two of the agreements are don't make assumptions and don't take it personal, oh, okay. right? And, and it's a simple little book. I think it's like Don Miguel Ruiz or somebody on, or I'm probably just completely screwed up that name, but it's a little book, but, you know, we, we tend to think everything is about us yeah. and it's not, you know, somebody cuts me off on the road. It's not about me. It's about something that's going on in his or her life. And it's has nothing. They don't know me. If they knew me, they probably wouldn't do that. But so I have to let them go and not take it personally. And then don't take assumptions, right? Assuming is something, assuming that somebody's doing something towards me. You know, nine times out of ten, they're just not. They're just not. People have their own lives and their own busyness and, and what they're doing. You know, we're we're all out here with those that chatty talk between our ears and, and we're all just working on it. And um you know no one person is better than anybody else we're all just out here struggling with it and some people you know struggle in different areas than i do and yeah. having compassion and empathy for that will go a long way
0: yeah absolutely it does yeah. and um, i'm i just i'm just so um uh, grateful to have this time with you too karen because you, you know you're taking you're able to communicate these kind of ideas on a global scale and I feel like that's really awesome because not a lot of people want to talk about um, peaceful solutions <laughs> to the world issues, um, and, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like they they're so required. Like people, yeah. we, when the, when internal framework of how we look at the world starts to change, we start to change the world. We matter. Mm-hmm. Our opinions matter. We have
1: to talk about it. We do. We have to talk about it. I, I think that is one of the problems. Like nobody wants to talk about the tough stuff. Everybody wants to avoid it. We have to talk about it. Like the, the conversation has to start. And because it's the only way that we're going to start seeing other people for having the same experiences that we do. If we don't talk about it, we make these assumptions, right? And we don't know. I have absolutely no idea of what your experience is until, until I, I sit down and have a conversation with you. And then I find out, oh, you have a lot of the same experiences that I do. We are a lot more connected than I thought before we met each other. You know, yeah. it's, it's simple and it's so scary. It is so scary to have those heartfelt conversations with other people until we start to do it. And then it becomes a little addicting, I think. I think it's a yeah. little addicting for me. Me too. Right? Me, me too. too. Yeah. I-
0: think that's why and you know what though what happens is your faith in the human race i'm 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 pro-humanity anyway right but your Mm -hmm. faith in the human race
1: oh Mm -hmm.
0: it just skyrockets and you go i know i'm not the only one there's so many of us that are having these realizations this can't be coincidence this is Mm -hmm. actually real really happening we are building energy and, and consciousness by just allowing ourselves to take accountability, you know, um, be, want to be in our heart space, you know, not projecting all our shit out there into the world, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. It is addictive. I, I think it is like in a good way, because it's like, well, why would I have want to have any other kind of conversation? Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and I think, I think the conversation has to start with self, right? And so how I speak to myself is the most important conversation I have. If I'm talking about, if I'm beating myself up for any certain thing, you know, then that self-abuse is going to be projected outward. So really starting with how we treat ourselves, I think, we'll, you know, is the, is the place to start. And then, and then taking, you know, those conversations and not being afraid to step into them with whoever, you know. I think we have barriers up because we're afraid. I did a, I did a video on the pink elephant it was like one of my first videos. And you know, have you heard of the pink elephant? Um, it's the, yeah. ele- the elephant in the room is the conversation oh. that we don't have because we're afraid to have that conversation.
0: Yes. Well, that was
1: probably my second or third video and probably my favorite video, probably. Yeah. But it is that, it's that we have to have those conversations because if not, they just fester. And then we make assumptions. And then we, you know, we, we get into this crazy talk that we think other people are doing something that they're not doing. Or they have, you know, I just think it's like human connection is the place to start. We have to.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm just like, I know about like we, I've heard like the elephant in the living room, right? So that, um, something came through the other day about that for me. Um, and, and, and I was having this conversation on my, on my morning walk about um, like enlightenment being the elephant in the living room. You know, like how chaos and drama and, mm-hmm. and, and violence and all that and not yeah. talking. That um, you know, I, I, I was trained in um, as addiction and an addiction counselor too for, for many years. So you know, often mm-hmm. we talked about you know the stuff that we don't talk about, the shit that's unresolved and it's sitting right in the middle and it's a big pile of crap, but it's an elephant right like as big as an elephant in the in the, middle of the living room. But what I was shown was the um, that this movement, this enlightenment, this what we're doing is the new elephant in the living room, and. Mm. We're replacing the elephant with this elephant, and Conversation. so. Oh my God! Yeah. I'm like, yes, that is so true because it's like at least one black sheep in every family who's kind of off on their spiritual journey, right? Like, you know, um, probably you know, it's it's like, oh, they're the black sheep mm-hmm. at the moment, you know, but they're the one that's <laughs> they're the one that's bringing the elephant in little yeah. dribble,
1: and people like we're they're like, the one that broke away from the family values, yeah. right? Yeah, stepped mm-hmm. into your greatness. Yeah, we're,
0: yeah. Not, we're not talking about that, but it's there. Guess what, it's there. It's yeah. sitting right there. And I think that's yeah. kind of cool. It's cool, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. And there's a fear of talking about it, right? So some people have a fear of talking about it and, and of whatever that represents to them, whatever it is. And and I believe that what it represents to a lot of people is just the fear of something unknown, right? I don't know what that means. It's not predictable. I can't grasp, you know, it, it doesn't, I can't see you know, smell, taste, you know, feel whatever, it's like out there and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's woo woo stuff that they just, you know, it's fearful. So yeah, I mean, I think we keep talking about it and I think just connecting with other people is bringing enlightenment to the world. It is. You don't even have to put an enlightenment label on that. It's like, it's like connecting with people, having a human connection, having peace, unity, standing up for each other, you know, wanting people to have the exact same freedoms and equalities that you have—that is bringing enlightenment to the world, in my yes. opinion.
0: It is, yeah. it is, it is. I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, I—you just nailed that, sweetheart. I couldn't have said it better myself. Mm-hmm. So perfect. Um, let people know where they can find you. I know you. We mentioned your website at the beginning, which is Karen Salt with an O, Karen K A R E N S O L T dot com. Mm-hmm. Yes cool but uh-huh. um just let people know if they can find you anywhere else or um you know uh, anything coming up for you that you want to share that might be coming th- coming through this year
1: uh you know i'm going to be doing a couple more videos well probably more than a couple but i've got my next video i think is going to be on insecurity like the difference between sec- security and insecurity and the walls that we build up within ourselves because we're insecure so not sure where I'm going to go with that, but that's one of my next ones. Um, I have lots of, I have so many videos I want to do. It's kind of pathetic at this point, but people can find me at a uh, Facebook Karen M salt and uh, YouTube Karen salt. And uh, I have an Instagram and a Twitter account that I don't use. So people should probably not go there and look for me. Um, but they're there. So yeah. Uh, Facebook is probably the one Facebook and YouTube are the ones I keep up the most. And, um, and then if anybody else wants to find me, they can probably search through uh, Awaken with JP and they'll find me as well. Yeah. So um,
0: I, I heard you say that you have so many videos that you want to do that are pathetic. I so I think you should do one on being pathetic.
1: Doing one on being pathetic. <laughs> yeah, the light, the light side of being pathetic. Yeah. Exactly. Or, yeah. or how we... How we did, why we dim our light would be one that I, um, yeah. yeah. Well, there is a lot of power in being pathetic. Absolutely. Yeah. The, up, yeah. you know, I'd say be- I
0: think, think my jokes are pathetic, but they yeah. work for me, baby. It's <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'm going to try not to channel my inner pathetic for, for at least another five minutes. But after that, I'll, I'll let her loose. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, beautiful. Well, thank you so much again for um, your incredible presence and honesty and connectedness and passion for peace. Um, it's been a real joy and getting to know you, and I'm, I'm sure we'll probably um, see more of each other in the future, connect more up in the future because it's such a beautiful mission you've got going on. And I'll certainly be tuning into your videos myself to have, have a look, so to enjoy myself and, and to get, get, my, get my dose of Karen Salt.
1: I, I sh- number one, I really, really, really appreciate you having me on. Number two, I have loved um, having this conversation and getting to know you a little bit more. And let's keep doing that. I would love to have conversations with you, whether they're via video message, email, or, or whatever. And thank you so much for what you're doing, Michelle. You know, um, everything you just said to me was a story about you. Oh, awesome. Bringing peace, unity, connection, enlightenment to the world. Um, Glad to be on this journey with you.
0: Thank you, Karen. Bless you, sister.
1: Bless you, too, Michelle.